This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Amwar makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Amwar, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for new-to-use styles. Now, I mentioned on the podcast recently that I have been pregnant or breastfeeding for four and a half years, and that season of my life came to a close recently, and I was like, I forgot I can wear normal clothes again that don't need to be breastfeeding friendly or constantly changing in sizes with a postpartum body. And so now I'm left with trying to figure out, well, what do I wear? What is my style? I can't even remember. And styles have changed so much in the last few years. And so I've been having fun experimenting with different types of clothing. And I love that Amoir has allowed me to try some different styles of jeans and kind of step outside my comfort zone and figure out what I love, what works for my body type, and to not have spent money on things that I was like, "Mm, actually, this doesn't work after I wore it a few times and realized I don't really like it. And so it's been a great opportunity for me to try out some new things and help me to define my personal style. And I also love that the style quiz, the different suggestions that they gave after I took the style quiz, it was right in line with what I would want to wear. And so I have just loved this service and I would love for you to get to try it out and get a great deal. Right now, my listeners can give Amoir a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit amoir.style forward slash crystal. That is amoir.style 
A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash crystal to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Amoir today. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. We recently got a question from a listener asking, how do you find couple friends? And I could think of no better way to answer this question than to invite two other couples that we have gotten to know really well over the last year to help us have a conversation around this topic of couple friendships. And I have to tell you before we start our conversation that we only have three mics between the six of us. So probably the sound is not going to be as great as usual, but just pretend like you are sitting around the table with us having this conversation. And I'm just really excited for us to get to dive into a really important topic. And I thought that we just start out with having everyone just go around and introduce themselves and just tell a little bit about yourself. So obviously we have Jesse next to me and yeah, Crystal's here trying to hog the mic. So <laughs> I'm not trying yeah, to I need to move it over so you can have, you can hear me better. <laughs> yeah, my name is Brian. Hi, Brian. Um, Lauren and I have been married for 19 years this year. 18 years this year. <laughs> <laughs> Show's over. Show's over. First rule of no, friendship. I'm not going to ask you the date. <laughs> you know yeah. First rule of friendship: make it's sure that make, make sure that all the spouses know the dates of when they were married and how long they've been married. Okay, go ahead. We moved to Nashville um, about eight years ago. Got that right? Okay. Um, I grew up in in New England. We met in college, um, actually, in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, started dating very soon after, and uh, we have two beautiful kids at home. Our daughter is about to be fourteen. Our son is ten, and uh, that's me and us in a nutshell. Lauren has lived all over the world. Yes. Hi, Hi, I'm Lauren. Um, Yes, I grew up overseas, um, lived in Asia, the Caribbean, and Europe. And the first time I came to the States was for college. Brian and I love traveling Mm -hmm. together, taking our kids. We love cooking, eating, (laughs) um, outdoor things Mm -hmm. like hiking and boating, fishing. And not speaking in front of the microphone. <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> My poor friends got dragged into this. All right, Drew and Jamie. So I'm Drew, and um, <laughs> I wish y'all could see Jamie right yes. now. She is <laughs> pretending she's, she's like she's trying to hide, in the to hide under I was a blanket. Start off by saying that I was an introvert, but I'm looking at Jamie <laughs> over here. I'd say that we're both introverts. We've been married for nineteen. 19 years? <laughs> you even know. <laughs> I've been at 16 years. This, I actually got it right. I was going to say, you guys got married right yes. when we did. So yeah. <laughs> I would just like to point out, she told me 19. Yeah. Years, so no, no, no. That's an inverted six. We've been married 16 wonderful years. We, we knew each other. We, got, we met each other um, in junior high. And so we've known each other a long time. Um, we have five children. 
13 all the way down to four. And um, yeah, so we, we spent the most of our, the first um, 10 years of our marriage, I was in the army. So we traveled around a lot, but not for pleasure. <laughs> um, we've been in Nashville six years and um, yeah. Hi, I'm Jamie. <laughs> Drew said it all, except I th- we're from Pennsylvania originally. Um, and once we moved to the South, we found we love the South and we love the sun and the people. And we have, we have five yeah, lovely that. children that I try to homeschool. But <laughs> you do a great job. And we also love the outdoors, anything outdoor. We also love to eat. Maybe that's why this works. <laughs> <laughs> and I have also, we also have a newfound love of traveling as well. Yes. So some of you who are listening are probably saying, okay, that's great. But how did you all actually meet? And I don't know if someone would like to share. Lauren, would you like to share a little bit about <laughs> how did we meet? Well, Crystal and Jamie and I were in um, a Bible study together, discipleship. Which we just had Eric on the podcast two weeks ago, and we talked all about the discipleship group. So, yeah. And so we were all in small group together, and you and Jamie came in, and I remember the first night, and you both, like instantly I was just attracted to both of you, but you you were both very probably shy and reserved. Is that a, is that a fair word to? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and I remember that I, I think that there was this attraction there, but there was also this fear for me because friendship is something that's been a struggle for me and something that doesn't come easy for me. And so I think us walking through discipleship together, there were a lot of walls that were broken down in that nine month period. Um, and I really, we were talking about this the other night, really credit Jamie for Jamie just pursued. I think both of us, she really pursued both of us and she wouldn't, wouldn't give up and like, wouldn't, I I tend to be the kind when somebody pursues me, it scares me and I will put up walls and because I only like to let people get close to a certain degree. And then it's like, oh, whoa, too close. But Jamie just, she didn't give up. And some people have asked me as I've talked about that, you know, why, why would you choose to pursue? Like, what was it there when you felt like somebody's putting up walls? Why did you choose to pursue? That's funny you say that because I normally wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember sitting with Drew on the couch and I got the first email from my discipleship group leader, who was Crystal, and it said "Money Saving Mom," and I thought it was an ad or something. And I almost deleted it until <laughs> I realized it was from my leader. And oh, let's backtrack. So initially, the first night, we she captivated me with a story about carpet beetles, <laughs> and I just thought. Wow. It's all the carpet beetles' fault. Yes. See, there's a redemption in that this, story. This is- this, I had a great conversation with Crystal about her carpet beetle. Drew, you will not believe what I learned about carpet beetles. And so I was really excited. Um, but then I found out that she was kind of famous. So what? And I thought, mm-hmm. oh. And I told Drew, well, forget this. And I think I settled, I settled on that for quite some time. But then 
I don't know, circumstances in my life, just every time I kind of wanted to give up, something just said, no, just text, give her that text or something like that. Until eventually I felt a little more comfortable and thought, oh, maybe, maybe she likes me. I don't know. Well, and I think for me, that was, it was really powerful to have someone pursue and not give up. When we got to our discipleship retreat, which was in February, I think, or the beginning of March. Um, so we'd walk together for months really closely every week, meeting, getting to know one another, sharing our stories, being really vulnerable. And it was really at that retreat for me that kind of that final wall came down of me realizing I have this lie that I've believed for so long that I'm a disappointment to those closest to me. And you really, God used you to push through that wall and help me to see that lie and to say, I don't want to live like that anymore. I want to believe that I am loved. And so I, I remember the retreat for us. I feel like all three of us, that was a really pivotal a pivotal moment in our relationship and something really changed. And I think it was for me, it was me letting that, like letting my guard down and saying, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you in. I'm going to trust people. Even though that's really scary for me, I'm going to trust people. And so that was a little bit of the background of our friendship. And we'll talk more about what that has led to, but I'd love for the guys to kind of jump in and talk about how did y'all kind of connect because you knew each other somewhat before the three of us connected. Well, actually, I don't think we really had much of a choice. I mean, the girls I, were already I, friends. Yeah, they I, was, I just, just had to work, work right? right? Yeah. They just, just brought us along. We just drug you into this. <laughs> so the same time that you were going through the discipleship program, we were in year two. Yeah, I think that's how we were. That's how we first met. Um, there were a lot of guys in that, in that discipleship group, but what I remember kind of thinking about both of you guys when I first met you, there, there was just very little pre- pretense to both of y'all. I mean, it, you know, kind of what you see is what you get. And that's, yeah, that's kind of, that's I'm kind all of about low expectations. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think honestly that that's a really good foundation for, for meeting for, for the friendship mm-hmm. is going through the discipleship program and talk, getting to know everyone on a deep level. It's kind of lays the foundation, the groundwork to being open. And I think it's hard for guys to, um, it's hard for guys to, um, at least for me to, to go deeper than the superficial Sunday morning of just, Hey, how's it going? You know, right. chit chat. I'm, I'm even terrible with names. What, what's so, your name? Yeah. So to have, to have that discipleship for, for me was, it, and I was telling someone today that it, it provided a, a, a specified time when you can actually make time in your, in your life to really dig deep. And I, I think for me, it's, it's gotta be even harder with the, with the couples because, you know, there's just so much chemistry that I think has to work. And it seems like guys just go along for the ride, at least in this situation. And I think because you're, you guys know exactly how you guys met but you're asking, hey guys, and we're kind of like, uh, yeah, I don't really quite remember. I think something, but really what it was, was you guys developed a, a friendship and we just kind of tagged along and, and, and then developed a friendship as yeah. we were going along. Yes. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It wasn't a whole lot of pressure. I mean, it just kind of fell into place, honestly, is the way kind of seen it work. So you, the women did the hard work and the guys That's just right. kind of enjoyed the benefit. Well, but, and I would clarify that I don't feel like you all feel like tagalongs now. Oh, no. Mm -mm. 
but maybe at first it was sort of like, well, we're just going to go along with this. Was that, is that fair? Well, I don't know about tag along, but it, I mean, it was James like, oh, we're going to go and, and meet these other couples. I'm like, okay, yeah. That's, yeah. That's I mean, cool. yeah. Tag along. I don't know, but it was, it, it was we willing. definitely would not have met had the women not kind of right. forged the relationship mm-hmm. first. But I mean, it was pretty clear early on that, you know, we, we had a lot of the same, uh, what's the right word? Not worldview, but, um, Beliefs and um, yeah, there's some values. cohesion value system. Thank yeah. you, Jamie. Yeah, you know, we had the, we had a very similar value system. That's kind of I think essential for any friendship. I don't think you can get much beyond if you don't have the oh, yeah. foundation shared. Discipleship was what really kind of helped forge this. And you know, for people who are listening who are saying, "Well, we don't have that. We don't have that in our church. We don't have that opportunity." It was much more than that. Like that kind of helped us find one another. But I would say that there's been a lot of intention that has happened since then because we're no longer in discipleship together. And so can y'all talk about what has that looked like since then? Because that was a year ago, basically, when discipleship was over with. And um, so we've really gotten a lot closer in the last year. So what has that looked like? What is really helped our friendship be nurtured and deepened in the last year? I think that it's in large part because we are intentional about making time for each other. We, we have time together every week Mm -hmm. and we look forward to it. We love it. And we, we just feel like it's a great example to our kids. Um, But it's just, We've just really grown because we're in life together on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like that weekly commitment, that's a huge commitment. And for a lot of people, that feels overwhelming. Like it's one more thing to add to your schedule, to your already full schedule. Yeah, I think overwhelming. But I think for me anyway, it was a sense of getting over being almost selfish. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, yeah, it's one of the one of the. I don't know, things I've had to overcome is this, you know, uh, sense of in order for Lauren and I, first of all, moved around quite a bit. So we've moved from New England to D.C. to Detroit, now here in Nashville. And so we haven't really developed deep roots. So Mm -hmm. we knew that part of our lives was missing. And once we, I think, or I anyway, became comfortable with the fact that, you know, prioritizing our relationship for a healthy family is very, very important, right? Mom and dad are happy. <laughs> the rest of the family is mm-hmm. happy. And part of mom and dad being happy is having having friends. It's so, so important. So I had to get over the sense of that wasn't actually a selfish thing to, to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, prioritizing the time was, 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 I think, very important for us. Tuesday night trivia now is like... Yeah. Something that we all, at least I think we all look forward to. <laughs> I think that was, that was the key was yeah. having activity. Cause if it would have been, I honestly think, cause we've been in, in small groups, home groups before. And to, to say, let's commit to like meeting at someone's house. I feel like that probably would have fallen, but having activity that we could all yeah. come together. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we were, you know, like I love God's word, but we weren't like sitting around opening God's word. It was a separate activity that we were going to do trivia of all things. Mm -hmm. And we met together and it was fun because we could write, we actually became a team. We truly became a team Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. doing an activity called trivia. It just occurred to me um, that we were a team team identity. And we, we we called ourselves the triviates and now have t-shirts. You can buy them online. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, and, you know, to your point too, I think it helps that we agree as a group, you know, to get down and dirty. <laughs> Literally. And run the tuck mutter together. Yes. <laughs> Solidifying the relationship. Yeah. And I was thinking of sometimes we try to make it too complicated. Like we feel like, oh, well, you know, people have to host and there has to be dinner and it has to look like this. And I think for us, it was just this, oh, we're going to go to another place. We don't have to bring food or make food or open up our home, even though those are, those are good things. But having that mm-hmm. weekly commitment of we're just going to go and we're going to do something fun together. That's no pressure. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. And it was just fun, something to look forward to. And I feel like that friendship with that weekly commitment, but in that easy manner, it just worked so well, but then it became more than just Tuesday night trivia. It started, which is, you know, okay, we're going to commit to this. But I also feel like from the get-go, when we said we're going to meet weekly for trivia, there was also some intention that we set from the get-go. Um, and we were just talking about this the other night about, you know, it wasn't just, Hey, let's do trivia. It was, you know, I was pretty honest about just saying, Jesse and I are looking for some couples to become good friends with, cause we don't have enough of that in our life. And we'd love to do trivia every Tuesday night. And I can't remember exactly how I worded it, but it was the thing of, being intentional from the get-go and being up front with, this is actually what we're looking for. And if you're not, that's okay. But stating that, and I think it's scary to put that out there. I mean, it kind of feels like you're like, will you go on a date with me? I mean, it, it kind of feels like that level of like, but at the same time, I feel like us all knowing from the get-go, this is, we were committing to something more than just Tuesday night trivia, but we were committing to an easy thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember getting that text from you and just thinking like, wow, this is, this is something big. And it was, it was a little scary, but it was really just exciting to think about building that relationship. I actually found that text the other day and read it to us. And we kind of decided that's our anniversary, <laughs> which is, which was yesterday. Yesterday. Yes. Nope. <laughs> no, we didn't even plan this. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. And so for, I'd love for everyone to just go around and just share a little bit about why are couple friends or just relationships in general and friendship and pursuing friendship? Why is it important? And I can start. I know just for me that having that accountability in my life, I know just when we went to Destin, I was in a bad place. Like I was just overwhelmed and having a safe place of trust built where I could say, I'm just overwhelmed. And I could kind of put it all out there. And it just, for me, I just love having people who have my back, but who will also cheerlead me, but will also say hard truths to me when I need to hear that. I need that in my life. And that helps me stay so much more grounded as a person. But I also feel like there's this fulfillment that comes from knowing, like, if I'm going through a hard time, I have people who have my back. And I I feel like community is really, that's what God has called us to. We're not called to be loners. Yeah. I think uh, for me, it's important to be with other guys that accept you for who you are. And, you know, I'm quirky and can, you be, are? can be, yeah, that's why you love me. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, and being real, mm-hmm. not having a facade. Crystal, I think you, you took all of Jamie's things. <laughs> <laughs> I 
mine too. <laughs> I I think. Hey, just read read what you wrote. Yeah. Read you read it. I want to hear. It. Read it off your phone. Yeah, yeah. I didn't write it on my phone. No I only told you. <laughs> no, but that. But I think that's a beautiful thing. Like if yes. if it's the same thing. I agree with everything Crystal said. Um, having people that pretty much know everything about you and you can't hide things from yeah. very easily. Um, there, there's a comfort in that. And um, I was also going to say that we were designed to be in community mm-hmm. and we were, we are relational beings. And I know that when I don't have that, I, I just get very sad. Mm-hmm. So I've been there a few times and this past year or two has just been, has changed our our lives yeah for the better i i think it's important to have couple friends too because i mean obviously nobody's marriage goes perfectly and we've had trouble in our marriage and it it was helpful that you could talk to another wife and and no doubt there's conversation going all the way around and then have one of the guys you know reach out to me or i could reach out to the guys it's just it's just it's like a 360 kind of um, relationship. Um, it's just, it's helpful um, to have that kind of accountability. And um, I don't know if it kind of accountability, but just that, that relationship there where you can encourage each other. And like there. we were talking, if it when all of us go through menopause and we literally, the menopause, nope. the menopause, <laughs> no, what the, is menopause? We, were, we were literally talking. We had a sleepover, the three of us the other night. <laughs> But we were talking about when we go through menopause, (laughs) because we all will be going through menopause. And we were like, please don't let me sit in a dark home, all depressed with like the shades drawn and just like eat ice cream on the couch all day long. And we're all like, okay, we made a pact that if that happens, the husbands have to tell the other women so that we can come (laughs) rescue them and be like, you're not going to do this anymore. You're done. Uh, But I think just having that, like just knowing that literally if one of us was going through a really hard time or just really in a bad place, that we're not going to let them be on an island, you know, and, and be like that. I mean, we might just need to go sit with them and eat ice cream, but we're <laughs> we're going to be there for them. And did y'all have anything you wanted to add? I just it when we were having that conversation, I just felt such joy because I like it. I realized like we're planning, like we're planning years in advance, mm-hmm. and it was like it felt like the most natural and right thing for our friendship. Mm-hmm. But a year ago, we wouldn't have had the conversation, mm-hmm. and the, the thought of it might have scared me. Mm-hmm. So I it, like it just as I was reflecting, it was just like, wow, this is this is an amazing conversation that I'm really grateful for. And we have a bucket list of all the different places we have to visit. So we better it keeps growing. We better live <laughs> for a very long time. Brian, have you seen this list? <laughs> I, I, I don't think no. I've seen the list. <laughs> oh, we're this is couple trips, no, not just yeah. the women. Yeah. No, no, the, no. the women will be going on some trips too. You guys can uh, we go have on to make trips. Our own list. What do you feel like it is that makes our friendship work? Because like Jesse and I talked about, not all couple friendships work. And I've talked to a lot of people who say, wow, you have three couples that all of you all get along. That's a really rare thing. And and it is. But at the same time, I feel like there are things that we have learned and things that we've committed to and things that we've leaned into that have made this work. 
I had a moment the other well month or so. Actually, no, it was, it was longer. I had a moment a while ago. Right? Are you having one right now? <laughs> <laughs> when we were uh, talking to one of our kids, I think maybe uh, it doesn't matter really, but you know, we were kind of you know parenting them, counseling them on how to make friends. Right? It was you know, hey, sometimes you need to step out of your comfort zone, you know, and play soccer at recess instead of baseball or whatever it was. But the point was, you know, sometimes you're not always doing what you want, but for the sake of the friendship, you do what the group is interested in, right? And to kind of grow the group. And there was one point too, where, you know, we, we both had told our kid and you get to pick your friends. And, you know, I just remember thinking like, if you have good quality people around you, choose them to be your friends. It, mm-hmm. it just, it, you know, it, it, there, there's an intention that I think that has to go along with that, right? It doesn't just happen. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, and so, you know, I think, I think that's an important aspect of, of why we work, you know, um, when we did the Tough Mudder, some of us might've been out of our comfort zone, but, but did it anyway, right? Um, for the good of the group. And, you know, I, I think we've all kind of been in situations where we kind of did it for the good of the the group friendship. So, you know, and it's been really fun and we've all grown from it. Yeah, absolutely. We've all tried new things that we wouldn't have tried. And if you find, you know, I was, we were just talking about it tonight and, you know, if, if everyone is so similar to you, like you're not pushed outside of your comfort zone. And I think that it's okay to, to not be worried about having similar interests. I think the you know, the, the belief system is the more important yeah. part of that mm-hmm. and just being vulnerable and being willing to talk about hard things and putting yourself out there. I mean, I'm the person that will text and then send like five texts afterwards to explain what that first text meant, you know, <laughs> and like just, just being comfortable with, you know, maybe not being perfect. Mm-hmm. And knowing that people aren't going to make fun of you or laugh at you or, or think you're weird for sending six texts. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's easy for especially men to be passive. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we and almost like we talked about how, how this relationship started, that we were just kind of like, oh, okay, we're going to dinner. Okay. And I know at least for me, I'm not a big, I don't, I'm not, I don't actively text or I'm not, I'm an ex- extroverted person. I'm not. So like I found that I've had to, like respond to texts and, and go up and, um, and not just in this relationship, but in gen- general, like, like after church, something go up and like engage somebody and talk to them and not just be worried about getting my kids in the car and what are we going to have for lunch, but to go outside my comfort zone and engage and, and not be passive. For people who are listening, who say, well, don't have any couple friends. I don't have discipleship group. I maybe I'm not even really involved in a church. Um, what what would you encourage them? Like, what would be some first steps to building relationship? What would that What would that look like? What advice would you have? God has put certain people in all of our lives, whether they're in work or neighborhoods, and it's just so easy. Like I said before, it's so easy just to kind of like worry about so many things in our life. I mean, that are superficial, not superficial, there's important things like, Hey, I got to get the kids fed and I have to do this. And I got this, I got to wake up tomorrow for this. And we have to take these kids to sports, but just to take the time to try to go one, one or two questions deeper um, in each conversation a little. And then for me, cause I'm so bad with remembering 
just the way I'm wired. Like I just, I tend to forget and, but try to try to remember, have that conversation and remember something for me. Cause me, I'll have a conversation. It'll just go right I mean, it's in one ear out the other. I mean, I, I'm sincere with people when I talk about these things, but as soon as I walk away, it's so easy for me just to completely forget it. Uh, except my wife. I remember everything she says, uh, <laughs> but just maybe intentionally just go one or two questions deeper and then remember it. So that next time you meet that person, it, they're like, Oh wow. That person remembers that. When I think of a connection with someone, when I think of something, when I see something to, to just send that text, to just tell somebody that I'm praying for them. And like Drew, you were talking about, you know, going deeper and remembering those things for me, sometimes it's literally putting it on my Google calendar to remind myself to pray for this person on this day, because I know I might forget if it's five days or even tomorrow and because they've told me something, but putting it on my calendar so that I can remember so that I can text them that day so that I can let them know that I'm thinking of them little things like that. I feel like it goes such a long way to communicating and opening up doors. Like Brian, that text you sent me today, ask about how that, that meeting went today. I'm like, I we're driving the car. And I was like, man, that was just so nice of Brian. You know, it was just, and that's just, I just feel like that's just not a guy thing, but but it, it was much appreciated. It probably took you half a second to tap out a text, say, how'd your meeting go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, you know, little by little, <clears throat> you start building that like, oh, well, great. Thanks. And just that connection. Well, I just appreciate you all being willing to do something again, that's outside your comfort zone. This is this, definitely your first. <laughs> definitely outside your comfort zone. And this is what friendship looks like. I mean, I think you all saying, you know, we're willing to step into your world which is very outside of our world and do this, like that means a lot to me. And it's just another way of, you know, showing love for people. And um, I just appreciate, we're just so grateful for the people around this table and what you have invested in our life and meant to us. And for, you know, I just, I look back on this last year and so many wonderful memories, so many things that we will carry with us for the rest of our life. But we're just so grateful for your willingness to be intentional, to, you know, take the time to set aside at least one night every week to make it happen because I know it has just changed our life in such a powerful way. Yep, definitely. Yeah. So thank you for doing this. Thank you for being willing to sit in front of microphones and be uncomfortable. And I know that what you've shared is going to inspire a lot of people. And I'm excited for others to maybe not get to experience exactly what we have, but to have the courage to step out and take those tiny baby steps to building relationships because it truly is worth it. As always, if you have any question on any topic you'd love for Jesse and I to answer on a future episode, or you just have feedback or suggestions, or you'd love for us to change something or do something different, we love to hear from you. We love your emails. And so you can send an email to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Have a great week. And remember, you can't always choose your circumstances, but you can always choose your attitude. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 